You're listening to the Art of Parenting podcast. I'm your host, Jeanne-Marie Penel. My intention is to share with you simple tips and tricks that will make a huge difference in your home, as well as giving you all the support and encouragement you deserve to enhance your parenting experience. I've created this safe place for us to explore the issues and concerns that matter to you bringing you clarity and solutions with Q&A sessions and inspirational conversation with world-renowned experts in a variety of fields. I'm a firm believer that parenting was never meant to be done alone, and I'm here to debunk the general consensus that it has to be hard. A warm welcome to you, and thanks for tuning in. Hello, everyone. This is Jeanne-Marie Penel, your host of The Art of Parenting. And today I am back for a solo show. Solo show means that I answer the questions that you have around parenting, around your children, around just life in general, I think. Um, I'm here to support you and encourage you to be the very best parent you can be. So today, I have a question that comes up actually quite a bit, and it's about mealtime. It's about just how to make this time of day less stressful that, uh, you know, children are maybe not interested in the food, they're getting up and walking around, they're not finishing their meal. And the list goes on. I get this question a lot in different iterations. So I wanted to give you my personal take on this, my personal experience, and, you know, also back it up with some of the research that I have done myself, some of the advice that I receive as a young mother and so forth. So to start with, let's start from the beginning. Uh, let's really, I'm going to, I want to take you kind of through the sequence of just how we can really set up a good foundation around mealtime from the very, very beginning. So for one, you know, as in, in really everything in parenting, it's always looking at our own relationship with food. Because I think that really will um, will play an important role in how we approach food with our children. And just a personal anecdote, uh, for me, when I was a young child, and these are our memories that I have of being a young child that wasn't really ever very hungry. I was actually a skinny little twig. Um, I have made up for it now, but uh, back then I was just uh, skin and bones, wasn't really interested in in food all that much. I mean, there was definitely foods that I liked that, that, you know, I enjoyed eating and everything. I do remember my father's pasta in particular or his couscous uh, still to this day. But uh, the memories are that I was basically forced to finish what was on my plate. And, you know, I was given arguments about children not having food and that, you know, 
it was a disgrace that I wasn't eating mine and so on and so forth to the extent, and yes, this did happen. Uh, I would be put in the water closet. So in Europe, we have uh, the toilets are in a separate little room called a water closet, les WC. And I was actually put there with my meal to finish it. Like, wow, how inspiring, right? Uh, so I know that I promised to myself never to do that to my children uh, because what kind of weird relationship is that with food, right? Where you have to force yourself to eat whether you're hungry or not. And, and you know, to my mother's, uh, you know, benefit, she was concerned. She was concerned that I wasn't getting enough nutrition or so on and so forth. I mean, I remember her taking me to doctors and I would have, you know, some sort of uh, potion that I had to take to, you know, open up my appetite, whatever. Oh, but it just so happened that, that, you know, I was a healthy person, just didn't, wasn't interested or, or, or hungry at the times that she thought I should be. So that being said, I just really, again, want you to look at your relationship with food and how you are wanting to really give your children the opportunity to have a very healthy relationship with food. And one thing that I know for sure today is that children are a lot more aware of what their body needs than we can even imagine or that we give them credit for. They are just way more in tune with what their body is asking for. And this came, you know, for me to realize when my child was a lot younger and I was, you know, going into that little cycle of being concerned that I was, you know, nourishing her well and that she was, you know, eating enough and everything. And I remember asking my pediatrician about this. And she very uh, calmly just reminded me and comforted me in the fact that children actually have their, that nutritional plate that, you know, that the daily kind of plate that we imagine for ourselves. Well, children actually have that on a whole week. So it's more of a seven day uh, plate of nutrition and they will listen to their body so if one day they just devour only protein or another day it's only going to be you know green vegetables or or the pasta or whatever that is normal that is natural so the idea behind that is to really always provide a variety of foods and be okay with them choosing what their body is asking for and so to me, that is really building from the start a very healthy relationship of really asking your body, what is it that I need? So that we don't get into, you know, a lot of kind of eating disorders where we're not, where we're, we're, we're kind of not being in tune with what our body needs. So just to go back to, you know, I wanted to, to start with from the beginning, so from, from real infancy, but I had to share that anecdote because I think our relationship with food is extremely important. 
So for one, when we uh, are beginning our journey as a parent, we have our first relationship with our child is how are we going to feed our infant? So we have the possibility of breastfeeding, which personally I highly recommend. I had a great experience with it. I know that it's not easy for everyone, but I encourage you to persist. And I really, really encourage you to get support and help if you're feeling any doubt or that it's not going well, or it's hurting or any of that. Like there are amazing lactation specialists um, out there that uh, are there to really help and support you because it is the way that our body has been created to provide the best nourishment for our child during those first few weeks of life, um, first few months, first few years, that is up to you. Um, personally, I did three months and because that's what was where I was in France, that's what it was, you know, I went back to work full time at three months. Um, there was not none of this idea of pumping at the time. So, you know, that's that's what I did. I think looking back today, I would probably want to extend that a few more months. But, you know, that is that is what it is. But it was a very uh, you know, loving, wonderful relationship that I established around food from the very beginning with my child. So whether you are breastfeeding or not, whether it's breastfeeding or bottle feeding, that first initial connection that we have with our child when we are providing them nourishment, when we are really tuning into their needs and really doing it with, with love, that is the, the first kind of you know, relationship that we're going to have around food. Then that evolves, and then the child starts being interested in what we're eating, kind of in the food that is being seen at the table and such. And there, I encourage you to follow their lead. When they start reaching for things, you know, give them things that they can put in their mouth themselves. So again, you know, um, I'm I'm speaking from my personal experience. My uh, first child, I raised her in France for the first two years. So it was, you know, it was kind of the the hard end of a baguette, for example, you know, kind of not kind of stale bread. I mean, not 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 in a bad way, but just hardened so that she could just kind of gnaw on it. And that is, again, that first relationship with food that you are able to put something in your mouth yourself. Um, that is healthy. And then, you know, it was really about involving her in the making of food from the very beginning. Like I always had her with me uh, in the kitchen when I was cooking for, for my husband and I, when she started solid foods, you know, I would just really just take some of what we were eating and, uh, you know, mash it up a little bit for her and everything. Um, and I did not do like, you know, strictly uh, baby led weaning, which is a whole other uh, topic. And I will have um, somebody speaking on that topic soon. But um, I really just followed her lead. Like she was interested. 
wanting to grab utensils and, and things. And that to me is just a sign that they are ready. So there, what I would you know recommend is either a leaning table and chair. And I have some of that on the favorite products page. If you're interested, um, uh, Sprout Kids does a beautiful job of creating some of these. And these are really low tables, low chairs, where once the child is sitting up properly on their own, so on their own, really emphasizing that, um, they can be sitting at a table and you can be sitting across from them and really introducing a whole new relationship with food and really, uh, you know, where you are communicating, where you are talking about the food they're eating, where you're showing how to use utensils and, and such. And for me, they can use utensils from a very early age. I use, um, you know, a nice placemat that designates where things go and everything. And I will post, I'll make a note to post the uh, blog post I have about like the placemats and, and all of that. But um, so a weaning table or what I like and what I used is a high chair that comes to the table. So not a high chair where they have a platter in front of them and they're kind of on an island by themselves, but really a, a high chair that you can push to the dining room table with you and inviting them to the dining room table from a very, very early age. So as soon as, um, you know, both of my children were sitting upright on their own, they were invited to sit at the table with us. So whether they were actually eating themselves or not, that's not the issue. It's just establishing from the very beginning this whole idea of having meals together. And to me, that is one of the best ways to really create that loving relationship around food, that this is a time when we come together, where we share food, where we share, you know, conversation and, and such. So I've, you know, and, and probably my European background, but for me, having family meals is a daily occasion. Uh, and to this day, you know, my husband and I have our breakfast and dinner together. Now both our children are gone, but we still make it a point to sit down together. Um, and so I really invite you to look at how you are kind of managing that in your home. Is it, you know, is it just feeding people and, and kind of hurrying around to make sure everybody is fed? Or are you creating a time in the day to slow down and sit down together. So sitting down together, that's where sometimes a lot of the challenge comes. And here I um, really want to offer some advice around how to make it so that it is less stressful. Because, you know, we have this, this kind of ideal image of, oh, you know, we'll all sit down and have a quiet meal and such. Um, and it, it, it doesn't end up that way. <laughs> People are getting up, getting things, being interrupted and such. So this is to me kind of a, you know, priority. It's been a priority in my life. And I invite you to, you know, really ask yourself, what are the priorities there for, for you? And here it would be really about creating 
a time when you put everything on the table. So whether this is breakfast, lunch, or dinner, and for us, because we, you know, when our children were young, we both worked full time. Our children were either in daycare or in school full time. Uh, breakfast and dinner were the actual, the only meals that we would have at home. Um, or, you know, on the weekend, we would have all three. But really, so for breakfast and dinner, my, the way that I go about it is I make sure that I have everything I need on the table so that uh, there is no getting up. Because remember, in parenting, we have to model what we want, right? So really being mindful and thinking ahead of all the things that we need. Do we have, you know, do we have the water? Do we have the salt and pepper? Do we, you know, have the the vegetables and the the protein and whatever we've we've made for dinner and to really have it on the table or on a cart or something that is at arm's reach so we're not getting out so that we can really talk about you know what it is to have meal together is that we sit down and we enjoy this and I will put a parenthesis here because of our technical technology age and the the phones and everything, I invite you to turn those off during this precious time so that you are not interrupted. Uh, Phones, um, screens of any type are not invited to the table. Uh, At least they're not in my house and they rarely are kept away and everything is silenced. So that you can really, you know, this is a time for you too, to just slow down and, and enjoy this time with your family. So everything on the table. Also, the idea, because of what I said earlier about children knowing what they need, is on the table, offer a variety of healthy foods and invite them to choose. They, they get to choose. They, you know, we cannot force a child to eat. So it's really about making... Um, this invitation and and trusting that they know what they need. A child will never let themselves starve. Just just remember that. Like trust that process that they're not, you know, they're not going to let themselves starve. But here it's also about boundaries. So it's really also about reminding them that this is mealtime and uh, this is our time to eat and nourish our bodies. And when we put everything away, then, you know, we'll have to wait for the next meal. So I'm very much about, you know, those boundaries. I don't really like the, you know, kind of snacking all day long and and such. Um, And that is, you know, again, a very personal thing. I think when children are younger, of course, they do have, you know, several snacks uh, throughout the day. But I would, you know, be mindful that it is kind of a same time or so during the day so that it's not, you know, kind of haphazard where the child is not going to eat dinner and then, you know, an hour later they're going to tell you they're hungry and you're going to feel guilty and, you know, say, oh, here, you know, have a snack. Like we want to, as at least when they're getting older, like we want to be mindful that this is a special time to nourish our bodies. and. You know, for me, the answer to an older child who didn't want to eat anything at dinner time, and you know, right before bedtime, tells me they're hungry. I would just say, 
I understand you're hungry and I will make you a really nutritious, healthy breakfast. And, and that's it. Like we don't, you know, it's, it's okay. Like they need to learn, like those are boundaries. So, um, be, be okay with that as well. And, uh, the other thing about, you know, helping the child really love food is to involve them in the making of food. So really inviting your children from the earliest age. So, you know, as I mentioned, I had my, you know, few months old child with me when I was prepping food. And, you know, I remember her like wanting to smell all the spices or, uh, you know, maybe taste something. And I would just put something on, on, on my, you know, pinky and let her taste it. It's, 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 it's part of the ritual, the, the getting the food. So, you know, taking them to the market, taking them to farms, seeing where food is grown. So important being interested in the different, um, ingredients, you know, having them choose, maybe there's, maybe they're interested in a vegetable. You have no idea how to cook. Well, be, be, you know, be curious too. And, oh, that looks interesting. This is called bok choy. Let's find a recipe for it and, and create something or, or, you know, a squash or something. I mean, there's plenty of food out there that uh, I know I haven't, you know, completely experimented with. And I think that that's all part of it is to have that relationship with where food comes from and choosing the food that you're interested in really cooking together. Children are very, very capable and are eager to help you in the kitchen. So I really invite you to, you know, consider um, how you can involve them. And I can do a whole episode too on just how to set up the kitchen and how to really cook with them. But it's really about opening your 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 mind up to knowing that they are just eager to help and that they're eager to do the things that they, they've been watching you do. And so it's really about being open to inviting them in what you are doing. And this will, with time, will also create uh, a lot less stress on you because you have helpers, you have sous chefs that are helping. And, you know, at the beginning, it might be a little messy, but oh my gosh, it's just so worth it. The, the, the process is what is important. It is not the, the end result. You know, when, when a you know, four-year-old wants to make an omelet, let them like there might be a few little eggshells in there, but that's okay. And you can also show them how to, you know, get the eggshells out of there. Um, and I use my little trick is to use the actual eggshell itself to they they kind of magnetize each other so they 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 um it's easy to get a little piece of eggshell out with a bigger piece of uh, eggshell. I learned that. <laughs> and so, you know, things like that, where it's just really about the process. And, uh, you know, I know it's really, really comforting to me to know that my son, for example, who's now living in a um, house with uh, lots of roommates, um, he cooks for himself and, uh, and he makes these great meals. And I'm just, you know, I'm, I have to say I'm proud of him because not a lot of people his age are cooking for themselves. They're, they're, you know, getting 
food that is already prepared where they just have to warm it up or getting takeout or things like that. And he's going out shopping for healthy foods uh, and, you know, trying out recipes and cooking for himself. So I think that that is where we want to get our our children to, to have that healthy relationship with food. And it starts from the very, very beginning of you examining your own relationship and just really, you know, creating what you want to create with uh, your child. And it's, it's really up to you to, to reinvent that. Like you don't you know, have to repeat what was um, done to you, such as the, the, you know, my little anecdote of having to eat in the water closet. <laughs> And uh, like, you know, for me, I never, ever forced my children to eat. They, they ate what they were hungry for. And uh, I just, the only thing I do is I provide a healthy environment and I provide healthy food. And we talk about what is uh, healthy choices and such. And I make it a point to only have healthy choices in my home. And that's how I've established that relationship with food. And I invite you to do the same. So I hope that this was uh, helpful. And this is all, you know, kind of the the type of, um, how do you say, support and encouragement and, and information that I share in some of the programs that I have, such as the parenting school that will actually be opening its doors uh, soon because I will start a new um, session of the parenting school in January. So this is being re- recorded in November of 2019, but a new parenting school will be opening its door uh, mid-December and the sessions will start in January 2020. So that's you know some of the uh, advice and support and uh, coaching and mentoring that I do during those um, sessions of the parenting school. I will also put links about the um, weaning table and chair. And then um, I also have a book that I really like about uh, having children in the kitchen that I will link up in the show notes. So again, if you have any, any questions around uh, your children, around parenting, around mindfulness, positive discipline, Montessori, uh, please let me know. There's always a link on the show notes for you to give me some feedback um, or ask your questions and such. And I look forward to um, having you on the show. Also, next Monday, I will have my dear friend, Zara Kassam, who is the founder of Monty Kids, which are wonderful subscription um, toy uh, for the first three years. And so I'm excited to uh, share that with you soon. So until next time, this is Jeanne-Marie Pinel, your host of The Art of Parenting. Bye-bye for now. Have you been searching for the owner's manual to your child, or did you just misplace it? Are you tired of trying to figure out this whole parenting puzzle, not knowing what to do when it comes to tantrums, hitting or biting, sibling rivalry, potty training, proper sleep habits, or just plain wanting a better relationship with your child? 
You know, I've been at this for a while now and wanted to share my own parenting manual. It's called The Parenting School, and I've created it with you in mind. Give your child and yourself the gift of mindful parenting in just a few short weeks and discover all the tools you'll ever need to parent without losing your patience, giving in, or worrying that you're messing up. If you're yearning to be more patient and present with your child while finding balance in your own life, then you already know that you need effective parenting tools and ongoing support. You know you weren't meant to be raising children alone. And you probably already know that having the right parenting tools during moments of conflict is the key to staying grounded, responding with empathy, and strengthening your parent-child relationship. You've probably sensed that you'd be a more confident parent if you had a like-minded community supporting and encouraging you. Your skills have gotten you this far, but most days you still feel like you're making it up as you go. So here's what I've got for you. Reliable parenting principles that will allow you to finally set boundaries you can confidently uphold, communicate effectively with your child, Declutter your home to enhance your child's independence, learning, and family harmony. And find more time to do the things you love. This is what the parenting school is all about. During this digital parenting course, you'll get weekly modules with lessons focused on key areas to get you where you want to be. These modules come packed full of video tutorials, journal prompts, actionable activities, expert interviews, and more, as well as weekly Lifeline group mentoring calls where I answer your questions personally, plus a virtual village with like-minded parents supporting each other during this deep-dive parenting intensive. I'll also include some extra special bonuses to keep you inspired and motivated along the way. So if this sounds too good to be true and you're ready to up-level your parenting skills as well as your family's well-being, head on over to The Parenting School at voilamontessori.com slash TPS dash enroll. That's TPS for The Parenting School dash enroll. To learn more about the, all the benefits of this fabulous interactive digital course I've created just for you. And by the way, I've also added the link in the show notes for you. Looking forward to supporting you and your family. I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Art of Parenting. And if you did, please make sure to share it with your loved ones. I'd also be grateful for a review on iTunes so it can get heard by many more. And remember, if you've got a question, let me know. I'm here for you. Till next time.